0: Hello society, you may have noticed another episode beginning without the normal Latina Business Coach podcast intro, because these next few episodes are really going to be focused on amplifying melanated voices. I know that so many of us are focused on doing the inner work and taking it upon ourselves to learn what we can to be educated allies for the Black community. Today I'm honored to have PJ Sparks highlight the most important way, in my opinion, which is to start in the home. Um, I've been reaching out personally to my Black friends just to let them know, hey, I'm with you. And you guys would be surprised how far a simple message really can go. So when I messaged PJ, who's a longtime friend, it sparked a conversation and we said, let's just keep talking about this on a Zoom call. And then after two minutes, I was like, hold on, can I just hit record? And he said, yes. So this is an impromptu conversation that I think would really benefit all of us. So let me go ahead and properly introduce him before we get to it. PJ has had an eclectic work experience giving him the skills to find a solution to pretty much just about anything, and that's what he loves to do. As the brand manager for Rhino Strategic Solutions, a leading digital marketing company in home services, PJ is responsible for helping grow the organization through development and execution of marketing programs that increase brand identity and awareness. With his team, they plan, strategize, and execute activities to improve the brand presence in the market. He is also responsible for developing and implementing brand touch points and new industry relationships. PJ worked at Arizona Christian University as a business development executive, project manager of strategy and operations, and donor and alumni relations, increasing brand identity and student applications by 400% from 2018 to 2019. Because before his working career, P.J. played college football at Arizona Christian University and the University of North Dakota. P.J. has a passion for philanthropy and is the co-founder of I'm Mad Are You campaign projects. The organization volunteers and partners with vision matched persons bringing awareness to how they are making a difference within their community. He has a passion for marriage and the family. His current program he's working on is called Wreck the Heart, Build the Home, Change the Culture, which is dedicated to educating men and women on the importance of leading the home by sharing his personal trials and experiences and giving tactical ways to implement them. So without further ado, PJ, it's an honor for me. Here we go.
1: Right now is um, connecting with people uh, that is deeper than the surface um, and people having being transparent with me enough to say, I don't know what to do. And that's why I'm reaching out to you because I feel like you can help me in some way, shape or form. Um, and for me, I always, I always think my life that there's, there's a public part of my life and that there's a private part of my life. There's things that are very intimate to me that are between me and the Lord or me and my wife or me and my family. Um, and that also goes for, some contextual conversations that i've had where people had to have a private conversation before they had enough of themselves to to speak up publicly and um that's what's happening right now um, i i saw something that I said you know some people are protesting in the streets some people are um you know having difficult conversations Some people are donating silently. And for me, my perspective is uh, like as an individual, I have to be able to respect other people's decisions, even though I may not agree with it. But whom I can to condemn another person for what they decide to do, because I know for a fact that there's only it's not it's not my truth that I'm speaking. Right. It's the truth. Of how I'm led spiritually, and that's my base. That's that's where I have to revert back to. But also, if I'm speaking to you, if I'm if I am putting something out there, I want the conversation to be around. Yes, there are things that we need to do uh, within the system, uh, within getting things passed. Absolutely, it takes action. At the same time, action without a cause is lost, right? And my cause is to lead people to the truth. And that's for me to tell people that the heart has to be fixed. We have to get people to the heart and we have to build the home because these, these people they're learning, right? They're learning something and you spend growing up for me. Anyways, this is, this is just coming from me. I spent a lot of time with my parents and I spent a lot of time at school. Mm-hmm. so if I'm spending so much time with my parents and they're the ones that are molding me, what ideas are they giving me? How are they leading me? Where are they bringing me? Because that is going to be the root of the the tree that is created. And you know, if you understand the root, you're going to understand the fruits and what's being produced. And what we're seeing right now is a lot of pr- production of people in, in different speaking up in different ways or people taking situations um, completely left field of how anybody would handle it. Just like what happened, you know, a week and a half ago. And I think to myself, what was, what was that upbringing? You know, um, how, like, what were they being taught in those times? And for me, that's, that's me. Listen, I like, I'm not perfect. (laughs) You're not perfect, but, I'm trying to teach my kids and, you know, lead my house to understand what's happening and also know that just because the teaching that I'm teaching today, it may not get used for another 30 years, but that's that's okay with me because I got to put in the time now so the next generation knows, man, okay, that generation before us, they 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 led us with righteousness.
0: I was reaching out to you because I felt, so I'll just kind of share a little bit of my feelings. I don't want to, you know, like make this about me, but this is... I oh, think but I want to hear it. you. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I feel like we're all just like thinking like, wow, we really, the focus just needs to not be on anything else, anyone else, right? Besides like the current situation. For me, I'm like, no business talk, no anything at this point. It doesn't even feel right, right? Because it's just as like, this is where my energy and my thought is. So basically I was like, okay, this is happening when you know, they released the video of Floyd's murder, right? I was like, okay, this is terrible, like all of the thoughts. At that point, I was like, okay, I don't even know what to say. And I was thinking, I was like, I feel like I need to say something, I should say something, right? But and then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, the reason why I'm not saying something is because I'm not confident. I'm not educated. I don't know, right? And so that was for me, the turning point when I was like, wow, I'm actually part of the problem. That was when I was like, wow, this is my turning point when I'm like, that, that's the problem is that we, maybe a lot of people aren't speaking up because they don't feel comfortable to speak on it. That was when I said, okay, that's part of the privilege, right? And even as a light-skinned Latina, I'm like, oh, well, I'm also privileged. So thinking about that, taking responsibility for having those conversations at home here with my husband and my kids, they're little still, but we're still, we only speak Spanish in my house, for example. So we're just trying to embrace all types of cultures in general but just Mm -hmm. having those little conversations here with my family and um and then next like you said where you're feeling led spiritually for me I feel like um I am being led spiritually to lead the Latina community right and I feel like God gives you dominion over certain things and that's for me is my calling so I just want to bring awareness to like maybe things that we're not realizing and we're not taking responsibility for because we think That because we are um, Latinos or Hispanic, that we automatically get this anti-racist card, which is not true. Uh, So that's really where the awareness came through for me. And I was like, okay, how can I share this with my community, with my girls that are probably feeling the same way as me? I had a few people, actually quite a few people reach out that were like, I feel the same way. Any feedback on that is 100% Mm -hmm. um, welcome. Like, I would love to hear kind of just your thoughts on that or...
1: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And we're kind of in the same boat because I grew up in the North. Listen, my cross streets growing up was Happy Valley and Inspiration Parkway. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, you know, I, I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in this area where I lived a very, you know, cushioned life and my dad played in the NFL. My, you know, my mom was, you know, it still is just a, a beautiful, gorgeous woman. You know, I'm half white, I'm half black my sister you know she went on to do great things in the entertainment industry i just i always knew that it was there right i always knew that it was there because i saw the difference in how you know um some people got treated differently than others Uh, but what i came to realize was that there's really only two type of two types of people out there there's indecent people and there's decent people and I didn't really understand what that meant until I got into my, you know, in, into my early 20s, and I started growing up a little bit. But I will tell you this: that there is a, there isn't, there is a problem. You know, there's systemic issues that are happening. There's been oppression for years of the black community or of minorities in general. And I'll, I'll say this: that the main concern and the issue right now is what's right in front of us it's almost like this. It's almost like you have, you know, you have two of your kids, right. Sitting in the house, they're, they're playing around one, one gets hurt. The other one doesn't. As a parent, what you do is you go, you typically go to the kid that's hurt and you try to, you try to console them, ask them what's wrong, really understanding their feelings at a very, very elementary level. uh, Because they're hurt because they're in pain and That's been my point is, even with me being half black and half white, even with me being profiled in certain circumstances, knowing the history and just solely looking at the history and what things were founded on and just being educated and wanting to know that speaks volumes, wanting to be engaged and say, you know what? There is an actual problem, right? And we need to find a solution. This isn't one of those things where you you can, you can just wait, right? Like you have to be in, you have to be in action. And me growing up, literally being in the middle of a white, a white side of the family and being on another side of the black side of the family. And I saw two different upbringings and I might, you know what I, I might, you know, I might piss somebody off right here. Um, I might, I might make somebody mad, but I'll say this is, I've seen on both sides of my family, people lead their lives by this one thing. And that one thing is choice. Mm. I've seen, I've been around and I've seen people in the black community who have had systematic oppression, but also have had internal self-oppression mm. because they just have not wanted to, to get out from where they're at. I've seen people on the other side who have had this internal oppression or have thought more of themselves than they really are and led their life into a downward, downward spiral. Hmm. And so for me personally, being half black, being half white and being right in the middle, I had to make a choice. Do I want to be an indecent human being or do I want to be a decent human being? And what I really think it comes down to is experience going through certain uh, circumstances like this becoming more known to to what's happening around you and being able to not compare your hurt with another person's hurt. Just saying, listen, I'm in the Latina community, but I see what you're going through. Let me be of aid to you. And then when it's time for when you're when you're hurting, I'm gonna be there for you. Yes. Right. And I think that's so powerful. And that's why I said, you know, the other day, I said, listen, black lives matter and there is no, but it's, this is, this is what it is. Some people might not be a part of the movement. Some people, you know, try to like, get, get around the, whatever it is. And they're, everybody's always trying to criticize everybody. But right now there's a problem that we are working to find a solution to. And I guarantee you it's going to happen again. It's going to happen with uh, uh, another group of people. It's going to happen with another system. And we're going to have to come join together and figure out how do we come together as a whole community and and look at this from the heart posture and what are we going to do for the next 30 to 40 years to make sure that this doesn't happen again? Hmm. That's the challenge because a lot of people that are our age in their 20s and 30s they don't want to do things unless they know that it's going to be used that very same day or that next day, because they want instant gratification. So true. It's going to take years, but we have to start now.
0: That's so, so true. Wow. I really love the way that you put that. And even just for me, it just has given me so much perspective, even just in you saying that seriously. Um, honestly, I, I think that, um, what you just said is like, Hey, Stepping forward and being an ally, like you said, and and I think that a lot of people do want to be allies for the Black community, right? For people of color, we do, um, and that's what I'm noticing a lot with with my girls that are reaching out, and we're like, we do want to come forward. They're they're doing the things, they're posting, they're reading, they're watching the documentaries, but then it still doesn't feel like enough, right? So I think that we're just still thinking, grow our personal knowledge, like you said. Some people are doing the work in silence, right? Some people are out there, some people are on the streets, and And there isn't one that's more valuable than the other, just as long as they are taking action. That's my personal opinion. But also thinking about, okay, so I'm just trying to build my knowledge, my like my education on this so that I can be a great ally, but they don't know what they're saying or they don't know what, like we haven't done our history homework, right? So that's why I'm saying. I think that um, that's where I'm feeling called to be like, hey, you guys, let's just kind of take some steps back. First, we're gonna talk about ourselves. Right. Um, think about ourselves, right? Think about thinking about our own privilege, our past programming, first self. Then we're going to go have those conversations with family, with our elders, breaking those generational curses, right? So, Amen.
1: yes, there's, yes, there's
0: so much right now with like um, people coming forward that are saying, like, you know what, this is a problem for us culturally yes. because you know, our elders X, Y, and Z. And it's just as it's a whole other obviously conversation because there's a lot of Latinos that are black. Like it's not just black people, people of color. They're also Latinos. There's Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, right? So like different, even within ourselves, right? That's where colorism comes through. So I think a lot of people are really realizing that with our culture, it's like, okay, you know, this is for sure a problem. We need to talk Mm -hmm. to our elders We the main news um, channels that are in Spanish, which most you know parents in, that only people that only speak Spanish like they rely on those two channels, right? Right. They're they're older. They don't. They're not on Google and YouTube. They're like, what is the news saying in Spanish that I can understand? And some mm-hmm. of those channels aren't even covering the important stuff. They're just focused on the rioting, right? So we have mm-hmm. to be the ones that are like going back to relay that message and be like, that's hey, yeah, that's, that's why huge. it's so powerful. And so that's why I'm like, hey, like. This is a community effort for us, too, so that we can pass those messages along, not just to our families, but to our community. Absolutely. That's why I'm like, hey, I don't want to be like, I don't want to, I want to stay in my lane. I don't want to act like I know a bunch of things and be speaking on behalf of other people, right? And I just also feel like to bring that awareness to the community. So
1: that's huge. So. One thing that I love that you said there was, um, this is a great takeaway. This is a, a tangible thing that's happening right now. And I want people to listen in on this because this is something that is, that is happening that may not be so public and out in the open, but it's going backwards to move forwards. It's going back and talking with the generation that came before us because what what is happening here is we're seeing a culture shift and I'm just gonna I'm gonna relate to you. I've had older, you know, great not great, but you know, grandmothers, you know, that are that are white um, or that have been, you know, have thought one way and have just been blinded. I you know I don't look at my family of being ignorant because I've had a lot of these conversations before this happening. I just think that it took it took this for those conversations to become more concentrated but I'm having these com- these tough conversations with people that are are not like me if you know what I mean and they're asking me hard questions they're telling me what they thought and what they think now there's a transformation that's happening where they're feeling led to say no more I don't want people to get the impression that if you're conservative in your beliefs, if you're conservative and the way that you move, that you should be canceled. Mm. I feel that a lot of people are being pressured to, uh, to act out in ways that they wouldn't normally do. And I think that personally me, is that if you're acting out in a conservative way, th- that's okay because everybody deals with things differently. And I've had people have personal conversations with me that will use my voice. That's what it's for. I'm supposed to be a vessel for other people, right? Not everybody has to, And same with you, you're, you're doing things and you're speaking on behalf of a community that all of them kind of are figuring out what their next steps are, what do they do? And they're looking for you for guidance. And that is tapping in to your spiritual gift to get the message across. And when you understand that, when you understand your spiritual gift and what God has for you in this season, it's a lot easier to understand the steps that you need to take in order to be utilized by him and that's the biggest thing for me is how is he utilizing me in bridging the gap between the generation before me my generation and the generation that's to come
0: so powerful um i it's interesting that you say that spiritual gift because that's I think that a lot of people are still trying to maybe figure out like, okay, what's my purpose or what's that? But it's all, it's, it really comes down to like, okay, well, what's also your spiritual gift? Like what is right. God using you for? Right. You're saying that vessel. So that's so powerful too, PJ. Um, We're not trying to speak on behalf of other people, but we want to be able to feel confidence. So this is, this is, I was thinking about, you know, like, Hey, what, what would I feel like would be a cool goal for me personally? Right. Like thinking right. about what, what do I want to achieve or, after this or how do I want to feel after putting in the work and you know I want to be able to have those race conversations and not flinch and not break away and not have it turn into an argument it is what it is. like I want that to be a normal conversation across the board for people and I think that having those conversations right like at first right now it's, it's hard and it's people are walking okay. on eggshells. We don't know what to say. We're not educated. We were not informed and that's okay because we're learning, but then we're going to get to the point where we are going to be able to have these conversations. No one's feelings are going to get hurt. We're still going to be able to like be ourselves, right? If, we're, right? if we're conservative, if we're outspoken, whatever. But the point is to confidently be able to be an ally to step forward to step against it even at work anywhere with your closest friends so like when i was like okay like think that that would be a great personal goal to work towards to be like hey i'm not even going to flinch at this it's, it, this is this is where i want to be for myself and my family like if this comes up no problem we can speak on
1: that absolutely um, i think some tangible ways first is everybody's going to have to look in and and understand where where they're at right like have have i had in my past experience microaggressions towards other races or other skin colors and those microaggressions can be anything for example i put up a post uh the uh the other day and somebody said who is this guy and another person said you know this is this is pj and then the other, because I was speaking on the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And then the other person was just like, oh, he's so articulate. He's so articulate. I love how he speaks. And I've had this come up a couple of times. And it, it almost puts you in a position of, well, aren't I'm not the only Black person that, that's articulate. Right? Would you say that about somebody else that was a different different skin color as myself? And so I think... By educating people on microaggressions and understanding what those th- what those are, it kind of gives you a a very uh, micro view of the day to day things that people are just ingrained with because it's a part of their language. For me, I know I know where I'm at, um, so I don't take things personally. But other other people do see it as a threat or see it as being as being some type of you know uh, racist or whatever. And it starts from a seed and those seeds can turn if you keep on planting it and watering it and watering it, it it's going to produce, it's going to produce something. It's going to sprout up. And then you can either look at it as this is, this is something that's turning into a bigger issue. And then we have something like this that's happened or it's being planted in different soil that's producing good fruit. So I think just being educated on those little things. Um, also here in Phoenix and pretty much all around the nation, there's a campaign that is happening right now called 8cantwait.org. This is not something that um, I started, but I'm still reading through it, You know, doing my due process and due diligence. But it just talks about uh, being able to step step forward and ban certain things uh, by decreasing police violence. For example, banning chokeholds and and strangleholds, requiring de-escalation. So what you can do is you can go to your city on here and see what's already been implemented and what people are working on. Personally, I think this is great. I think that there are steps even beyond this that we can be working with other organizations and departments on, but this is is a great start. And I also think that people have to be very, very careful with the things that they see on the news, what other people are reposting. Um, There's tons of Photoshop tools out there and there's literally people out there putting out news to boil your blood and make you, make you sway one way or another. So I would just suggest that people are very careful of the things that they see and what they act on um, because the internet is a place where everything can get be, can be posted and nothing is lost. Mm. So you want to be very careful on who you're listening to. Are those people good for you knowing their background and how they're being led as, as well. Um, and I think that really helps people, um, when you can step back and look at those types of things, it's going to give you better directive on which way that you need to personally go and how you can help. So just to reiterate personal education is going to be huge just to really understand who is the person that's hurting and becoming extremely educated on that topic.
0: So good. Thank you so much. I honestly, I'm taking notes as you're speaking and I'm just writing all those things. I'm taking notes on you. Yeah, (laughs) you are. See, like, I'm just, I love this because we're just collectively learning. This is what I'm saying. We can have these where we share both sides and we're both just learning and growing. And like, it's just so, like there has to be something good that's going to come from it. So.
1: And, And honestly, I do think, because I'm one perspective that is looking at it from my lens. And I think what is going to be extremely powerful is getting even somebody that's more educated than myself. So, and me being a part of that, like, man, you're right. Like that right there, what you said is exactly what I needed to fill the gap between even my own unknown, you know, to somebody else's. And I'll I'll say one thing here is my whole goal in this is to wreck is to wreck the heart is to build the home and that is what's going to change the culture those are the things that i want to implement and also be able to get other people to understand that where they can express it in their own way but it starts at home what are we teaching our kids how are they growing up and how can we also give aid to those who may not have grown up in the best of circumstances and how how do we bridge that gap between this neighborhood and that neighborhood so that it's equal across the board?
0: Wow. Okay. I just have one more question. And yeah. because this has been so great. So I did see the other day that you posted um, acknowledging some of the local churches that stepped forward and, um, you know, stated a really bold stance on Black Lives Matter. That really spoke to me, too. Before you had posted that, I had actually been, it's almost like certain things, certain, you know, companies or People, you're just like kind of waiting, like, hey, I wonder what, if, if they will speak on it or not. Do you have anything that you wanted to say about that? I, I personally go to CCV, right, and um, right. you know that. You know, Pastor Ashley there, he did, he posted about it personally, and then they posted it on the church page. So, mm-hmm.
1: I just, I think it's, I think it's awesome. You know, i I attend, I attend CCV. I attend Calvary is my home church. That's where I grew up, and then yes. I started recently attending CCV. And, uh, also I have good friends that, um, run, um, kingdom in the valley, pastor steel and his whole family. And what I, what I love is that they ran to go find that lost sheep. And what I mean by that is you got 99 people that are, that are out there that ain't hurting and they, they understand that there's a community that is hurting right now. And CCV stood by me. They allowed me to come into their home and have a roundtable conversation with other people the other day. Um, have opened up their doors to see Calvary do the same thing in support. Um, you know, Pastor Mark and a Pastor Jason Feaser. I just I know I know where they're at because I know them personally. So even if they just put up a black square, or even if they just put this little thing, I've had so many deep conversations with them. Um, Just on life itself. I know what their prayer walk is like I know what their prayer life is like Uh, the Steels over at kingdom in the valley The way that they've pursued this is they've been extremely vocal about this matter And I love their heart posture in it because what they're doing As a couple and as a family is They're speaking on the matter that there's an actual issue out there They're also redirecting the focus back to christ Amen. It's like the other churches as well, and they're not shying away from the from the fact that there's an actual issue that we're facing right now. And I I just love that.
0: Right. Me too. I really love that. Um, I honestly think that that could be the biggest um tip possibly as well. You know, like my followers know that you know that I lead by faith and that I'm led by God. Bringing it back to God, right? Loving like Jesus. You know, mourning with those who mourn. So I think that Absolutely. that really was just like the the deal closer for me too it's like you said black lives matter and there is no but it is that is what it is and love like jesus the end
1: absolutely <laughs> black lives matter no but and love like jesus that yeah, hey that's right? on the shirt we're putting yeah, that on our shirt
0: we are we are I'm we're right talking about right that on the shirt and that's we'll it
1: do, we'll do all the proceeds mm-hmm. go back to oh i love it i love it no i really appreciate you having me on here and i think for this this last couple of days what i've done is i've really just spoken from how i feel and because i'm speaking from how i feel i know that i still need to be educated even within my own you know what i mean like i can't i can't be blinded by the fact that i also have things that i need to learn as well within the system and the only way that we're going to be able to change things is to be educated in all areas
0: 100 thank you so much for your time pj thank you for yeah. just showing up and just really like taking that time to talk to me to listen to me um and just i know that this episode is going to provide so much value and guide us in moving forward so thank you
1: absolutely so much. absolutely anything that i can do to help or whatnot or or get together or any questions that you have or vice versa like you know i'm gonna be leaning on you, too, as a sister in Christ. So um, let's, let's just keep doing your thing. Thank you so, so
0: much for listening to this podcast. I'm so grateful for you. If you want to keep hearing podcasts like this, nothing inspires me more than seeing that people are subscribing. So please subscribe, please leave a review, and tell me what are some of the key lessons you learned and how you're going to apply this to your business. Also, can you do one more thing for me take a screenshot and post it I'll definitely share it and just remember one more thing. You could be one strategy away from making it big Hasta la proxima